0: Father, we praise you. We worship you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that as we sow your word into our hearts, our hearts are good ground and we receive the word with all meekness because that's the only thing that has the power to save our souls. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy Spirit, have your way in us. Have your way with our minds. Have your ways with our thinking. Open our understanding. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's just go to Romans 15, verse 5. We'll just look at a couple of scriptures. We'll read a couple of scriptures and then we'll see. We'll, we'll go as the Holy Spirit leads us. Romans 15, verse 5 and 6 we'll read. Romans chapter 15, verse 5. It says, Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one towards another according to Christ Jesus, that you may be with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I would like you to understand underline the word like-minded in verse 5 and t- verse 6. One mind. Now go to Romans chapter 12, verse 16. Romans chapter 12, verse 16. It says, Be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate, Be on seats. Underline the word same mind one towards another. Go with me to Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. it says only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. Underline one mind. The next chapter, chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2 verse 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. It says, Fulfill ye my joy, that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Underline, like-minded and one mind. Do you see that? I mean, I'm, I'm reading from the King James so some other translations may have a slightly different variation now uh, chapter 4 verse 2 philippians chapter 4 verse 2 philippians 4 verse 2 paul is writing said i beseech your dears and beseech syntake whatever that is, alright. That's the name of a person, somebody, alright? That they be of the same mind in the Lord. Alright? Underline, same mind in the Lord. First Peter chapter three verse eight. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. It says, Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion, one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Again underline, all be of one mind. Chapter 4, verse 1. Philippians chapter 4, verse 1. Philippians, uh, sorry, 1st Peter, I'm sorry, 1st Peter chapter 4 verse 1. 1st Peter chapter 4 verse 1. It says, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise with the same mind. For he that suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Again, you see the word, the same mind. Alright. So we've looked at a couple of scriptures where obviously it is clear to, you, clear to you by now what we are talking about. It talks about being like-minded, being of the same mind. All right? So, what does this mean? So, what kind of mind is it talking about? To, to understand that, see Paul is obviously talking about Jesus. What kind of mind does Jesus prefer? So, go to Matthew chapter 5. Verse 15. Matthew chapter 5. Sorry, Mark chapter 5. I'm sorry. Mark chapter 5, verse 15. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil. And had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid. (laughs) So now it's talking about a guy who was possessed with the devil. When he came to Jesus, what happened to him? He was in the right mind. Let's see the same thing in Luke chapter 8, verse 35. 8, verse 35. Luke chapter 8 verse 35 Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind. So somebody who was possessed with the devil is right now sitting at the feet of Jesus. When you sit at the feet of Jesus what do you have? The right mind. So is this, my question is, is this for everybody or just for a few people? Everybody. everybody. Every single person in the body of Christ, when you sit at the feet of Jesus, you will be in your right mind. Now what, what, what is that for? Go to 2 uh, Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. A scripture that we are all familiar with. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 It says For God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind. So what is the will of God for everyone? A right mind and a sound mind. So it is not just See, we, we know that we are three-part beings. The real person who we are is the spirit. But we also have mm. a soul, which includes our mind, our will, our emotions. And we live in a body. Our body is primarily controlled by our mind. The mind contains the pla- mind is the place where we have our thoughts, our emotions, all those things. Every, that's, that's the source of what determines the actions that our body does. So, here, what is the will of God for us? A right mind. And when, and for that, He has also equipped us. Ephesians 1 verse 13 says, We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. So, our spirit is now sealed with the Holy Spirit. He is in us and with us and He is not going to leave us. Alright? So, now what does the Holy Spirit give us? What kind of spirit is the Holy Spirit? He is a spirit of sound mind. He is not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love and a sound mind. So the will of God for every single person, first of all, is a sound mind. When you sit at the feet of Jesus, every single person will have a sound mind. Now one more thing. What mind is it? Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So what is the will of God for us? To have the same mind as who? Jesus one more scripture 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16 it says for who has known the mind of the lord that that he may he may instruct him but we have the mind of christ who has the mind of christ we does it say we will have it says we have we have the mind of Christ see if I close this teaching right now I believe you have understood something <laughs> just plainly by reading a few scriptures you have understood some things I believe that the will of God for every single believer is to have a right mind which is a sound mind, which is the mind of Christ. Say this with me. Right mind, right mind. Which, is a sound mind which is a sound mind, which is the mind of Christ. That is my mind. Are you understanding this? This is the will of God. Now, when he said, when we read all those scriptures where he said, Be ye like minded, all of you be of one mind. What mind is he talking about? The mind of Christ. See, we are all the bo- part of the body of Christ. He is the head, we are the body. And the body is controlled by one mind. You, your, your body cannot be controlled by different minds. Your mind controls your body, yes or no? Yes. So, if we are pa- all part of the body of Christ, we are controlled by one mind, which is the mind of Christ. Yes or no? Doesn't make sense. It does. So all of us are supposed to be thinking alike. Thinking the same way. With the foundation in the word of God. And scripture explains. See all those scriptures where we read, we talked about one mind. Be like minded. We are going to look at those scriptures again. And we are going to look at the context. What he's talking about. How does this mind act? How does this mind react? What does this mind do? This is very important. This is very important See, we as born again believers Our spirits are saved Our spirits are saved And Bible says As he is, so are we in this world Exactly like Jesus in this world How can we behave like Jesus Act like Jesus Do the same things that Jesus did Unless we think like him Unless we have his same mind Are you getting this? And is it the will of God for only a few people? No. Read Mark 16. Go to Mark 16. Verse 16 onwards we'll read. We'll read from verse 17. Mark 16, or we'll read from 16. It says, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. Now who is he talking about right now? A believer. A believer. I believe every single person here is a believer. Now what happens to a believer? The next scripture. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Shall follow them that believe. Does he exclude anyone? No. Who is he talking about? Believer. Every single believer. Believer. A person who believes is called a believer. It says these signs will follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. They drink any deadly things. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. See Jesus did this. He did not ask us to do something which he did not do. He did this. And, and he said as he is so are we in this world. He also said whatever I did you will do even greater things. How can we do that with the mind of Christ? With the mind of Christ. So now let's go back to those scriptures that we read before. Let's, let's look at the context there. Romans 15. We'll read from verse 1. Romans 15, verse 1. It says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Look at that. He's talking about those who are strong, how they should believe. All right? He said that you, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. The meaning of the word hope is confident expectation, of continuous good to happen. Confident expectation of good to happen. So, what is it talking about? First of all, he's saying you should bear the infirmities of the weak. Don't please. Don't just focus on pleasing yourselves. You should please your neighbor. Consider and for his good and to edify him. Edify means build up, to charge him up. And said. And then it continues, verse six. The verse 5 says, Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one towards another according to Christ Jesus. Look at that. He said, You should be what? Like-minded to whom? One towards another. Like whom? As Jesus Christ. I'm going to read that again. I like the scripture. It said, Grant you to be like-minded, one towards another, according to Christ Jesus. That means it's setting a standard. Setting a standard. When you work for a company, you work representing according to all the standards that company, company has kept, right? You don't go to a lower standard. When you go to a lower standard, you put the company's name down. Now how are we as believers supposed to behave one with another? With the same mind as Jesus Christ. With the same mind as Jesus Christ. Now one more thing. It is not written Jesus Christ. It is written Christ Jesus. What's the meaning of the word Christ? The anointed one with the anointing Jesus. Are you the body of Christ? Are you? That means are you the body of the anointed one? So are you anointed? Yes. What are you anointed for? To be like Christ on the earth. To be like Him. To behave like Him. Every single one of us. How do you do that? How do you represent Him? By understanding first of all you have been given His mind. That you can think like Him. You can behave like Him. By doing that, you can act like him. By having an understanding of what mind you have. See, for a laptop, see, if, if somebody gives you a laptop, a person who has no clue about the laptop, all right, he starts doing some things, trying, in, try installing some application, and then when that application fails, he's like complaining, this laptop is not good, they gave me a, a, a duplicate piece, they'll be complaining. But then, when someone who has a knowledge about the laptops, when he comes, looks at it, he says, All right, this application, now what is the configuration of your laptop? He will say, To run this application, this laptop is not sufficient. You don't blame the laptop. You did not know the capabilities or the limitations of the laptop. Without knowing that, you tried doing something else. Now, if you get a laptop with a very high configuration, are you able to do it? Are you able to perform those, run those applications? Yes. Now understand that you are made with a very high configuration. (laughs) You are born again with a very high configuration which is the mind of Christ. Which is the mind of Christ. That's why he said, now you have the capabilities to behave like Jesus. You have the capabilities to do the same things that Jesus did. Are you getting this picture? That's why he said be like minded as the anointed one Jesus. Behave one to another as the anointed one Jesus. How did Jesus deal with people? How did the anointed one deal with people around him? See today the way I look at it we have an even greater responsibility. Jesus dealt all the people whom Jesus dealt with they were unsaved people. Today we have to deal with unsaved people and born again people. Are you seeing this? We have to deal with both the kinds of people. Now especially Paul is talking about how you deal with your kind of people which is born again believers. First of all, both the parties should understand who you are. That you are both in Christ. Both of you have the mind of Christ. So you behave to each other using that mind with the standard that Jesus himself keeps Let's let's continue Verse 6 That you you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God even the father of our Lord Jesus Christ Wherefore receive ye one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God Look at that. I'll read that again. That you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God. One mind. That means thinking the same way. When you think the same way, what happens? You speak the same way. One mouth. Are you seeing that? One mind, one mouth. And then what happens? You glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you think the same way, where you will speak the same way, your actions will result in glory being given to God. You will, sp- you will give glory to God the same way. Why? Because you are all seeing the same results. The same thing that is happening with one believer is happening with another believer. Why? Because you all have one mind. You think the same way and you behave the same way. Why? Because we are all part of the same single body same, single, body. Let's continue. Let's look at the next scripture. Romans chapter 12. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. We read verse 16. The whole, the whole chapter is cool. We'll read from verse 4. All right. Before we come to 16, let's read from verse 4. It says, For as we we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or... Ministry, let us wait on our ministering. He that teaches on teaching or he that exhorts on exhortation. He that gives, let him do it with simplicity. He that rules with diligence, with, that shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. Wow, there's a lot. Look at that. But where did it start from? It started by saying, understand we are all part of the same body. You may be the little finger, the other person may be the shoulder, the one person may be the thigh, another may be the butt. But we are all part of the same body. We are all part of the same body and each one of us need each other. Each part has a different function. But it's ruled with one mind. Yes or no? Each part in your body has different functions but it is controlled with one mind. We are part of the body of Christ. So let each person understand his place, his position, his gifts, his calling and then you operate there but understanding that hey, the other person, the other brother near me, he is also part of the same body I cannot put him down. I cannot put him down. Just because your hair is such a small thing, it keeps, fo- it keeps falling off after some time. You pull one strand of hair, you may not feel much, but then try pulling a couple, of, hold a couple of them together and try pulling it hard. You will feel. <laughs> or just, just try pulling one hair from your finger hard. You will feel it. Which part of you feels it? Your mind. You, your mind. Every single part in the body is important. Every single part in the body has a function. Every single part in the body is controlled and unified by one mind. The mind of Christ. Are you understanding this? This is very important. This is very important. So we cannot put down one person, lift another person up. Why? See, on the outside, you see all all these the all your color, your, your muscles, all those things are on the outside. But a person, you, I mean, one, one thing that I've seen is most of the bodybuilders who are there in b- showing big muscles, most of them die young. Because of the kind of medications that they take to build up their muscles, their, their kidneys fail, their livers fail, many of them die at, at very young age with a heart attack. See, on the outside they look cool. Their muscles were big, but on the inside it was not that great, it was not that great. That means what's on the inside, the the parts that you don't see, which which you don't know about, they are as important as what you see on the outside. There may be some people standing on stage and ministering, looking glamorous, but there may be somebody else doing the small work, cleaning up, arranging the chairs. See, each member is important each member is important we are in this we are in the same body we are part of the same body and each of us should have the same mind the mind of christ let's continue it says verse 10 says romans 12 10 says be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another look at that it's a big standard Kindly, affectionate, one to another, preferring one another, said, please, you have you, you go first. You go first. See, that's 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 a different standard altogether. That's the mind of Christ. Then it says, Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now, is this written to only full-time ministers? Is this written to only full-time ministers? No. When it says, serving the Lord, it is written for every single person who is born again. Every single person who is born again, who is part of the body of Christ, you are called to serve the Lord. He is our master. And how do you serve? This way. By understanding whose mind you have. Then it says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not, rejoice with them that do rejoice, weep with them that weep, being of the same mind, one towards another. Look at that. See, all the description that was given, ends in being of the same mind. That means, this same mind, it's talking about, behaves like this. This is how this mind behaves. This is what, he to- what we read about is a description of how this mind is thinking. How this mind would display itself in actions. I like this. Then it says, Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own, own conceits. Man, this word condescend, I never understood it till Pastor Michael explained it to me. The word condescend means bring yourself down to another level. Bring yourself, lower yourself to to somebody else's level. You may be mature, you may be in Christ, but when you deal with somebody who is not mature, you just go down to their level and, and mingle with them. See, what did Jesus do? He was the Son of God, the creator of heaven and earth. Bible says, all things were made by Him and for Him. That same Creator, what did He do? Came down as man. He lay aside His majesty, put, down, put on humanity, came down. What did He do? He condescended. He came down to our level to rescue us. So many times, you may have to condescend. Like, I like that word. You come down to another person's level for their benefit, to lift them up. Jesus stayed with sinners. He, he dined with tax collectors. He, he visited their houses. He touched the leper. See, in those, in those days, people don't touch the lepers. They, they are considered unclean. When they walk, they, they have to say, leper, leper, leper. They have to announce it. Because many times some people when they have leprosy, it may not be shown on their faces, but some other organ may be infected. So they are, it is made mandatory by law that if you are affected with leprosy, you have to shout out. Unclean, unclean. So that others will move out. And you are not actually supposed to enter the regular habitation of people, the city limits. You have a separate place. And what did Jesus do? He went and touched them. That is condescending. Lowering yourself. Whatever your level is, sometimes we may have to go down for their benefit. Why? Because as He is, so are we. He came down. So many times, when you deal with people who are not saved or or new believers, you will have to go down to their levels. They may not understand They may behave rudely. They may behave rashly. They may say things that they don't understand. So what do you do? You go down to their level. Let me tell you one thing. I'm speaking to myself. Because this is for me. I have to understand this myself and behave like this. So let's continue. It says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lie in you, Live peaceably with all men. Look at that. That's the mind of Christ. Live peaceably with all men. Not just believers, but unbelievers too. That's a big challenge. It's a big challenge, especially as a believer. Especially when the ruling government is not against you. When they try to do certain things against you. When they put blockages against you. Well, you have to still live peaceably among all men. All means all. The Greek word used is pass, which means all. Everything. Nothing is left out. See, this is, this is the mind of Christ. Let's look at the other scriptures. I, I like it. Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. Or we'll, re- we'll read Philippians, alright, before that, let's go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Here Paul is talking about, before he said that, he is talking about the predicament that he is. He said he said in verse um, 21, he said, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That means, if I die now, I know I will go to heaven. That is gain for me. I don't have to go through any more struggles, no more temptations, no more tribulations, no more persecutions. I die right now. I know to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. The moment you leave this body, immediately, as a born-again child of God, you are in the presence of God. You don't hang around here. You don't hang around here. So He's saying, for me to die is gain. But then, what did He say? He said, but if I live in the flesh, it's the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I want not. For I am in strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. To be with Christ is far better. than what did he say? Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. He said, It is good for me to be with Christ. It is better. But for me to live right now is needful for somebody else. See, personally, for me, hey, It's cool. i leave this body, I'm in the presence of God. But to build up somebody, I still have to be in this body. I still have to go through some challenges, some tribulations, some persecutions, have to exercise my faith. Why? So now I can build somebody up. I can bring about a testimony that will encourage somebody, that will edify someone, build them up, lift them up from the positions they are and bring about a testimony in their life he's saying this and then he went on to say said and having this confidence verse 25 I know that I shall abide and continue with with you all for the furtherance and joy of faith that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again he said because of this I know I'm going to live for some more time for you to build you up I definitely know I'm going to live for some more time. Why? So that your joy will be built up. Your, it, look at that. I like this. It says that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ. Not for his rejoicing. Who's rejoicing? Their rejoicing. That their rejoicing will be more abundant. Look at that man. He had an understanding of the mind of Christ. Not considering yourself but considering the next person. What did it say? Then he came to verse 27 saying, Only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel, for whether I come and see you or whether I be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you steadfast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Look at that. You stay together as one mind, one spirit. That's the mind of Christ. Now go to the next chapter. Is our time up? Alright, we have a few more minutes. Verse 1. It says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels and mercies, fulfill my joy, that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, Of one mind. Look at that. Fulfill my joy. How? By being like-minded. Like whose mind? The mind of Christ. See, I am living so that your joy will abound. Now you be of the same mind. The way I am thinking is not for me, but for you. I am not thinking about myself. I am thinking about you, each one of you. So I'm living for you. So now you be like-minded. You have the same mind, considering one another. One spirit, one mind. Let, then verse 3 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem the other better than themselves. Wow. Consider the other person always better than yourself. You may have this degree, you may have another degree, you are, you are this great. Yes, you've done these things. But Bible says, consider the other person better than yourself. Why? Because that person is also a part of the body of Christ. Jesus did not give a separate price for that person. He did not pay a separate price for him. He paid the same price he paid for you. That means in the eyes of God, your value and his value is the same you see that? Your value, the price paid for you is the same price Jesus paid for the other person. So that means you can consider yourself better than the other person. You, by humbling yourself, by being like Christ, by thinking like Christ, humble yourself, consider the other person better. See, what did Jesus say about taxes? He said, give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Who is greater, Jesus or Caesar? Jesus. Now what did he say about Caesar? He said, honor them. He honored authority. He honored authority. He said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give to God what belongs to God. That means he did not pull down Caesar. Yes, Israel was being persecuted by the Romans. But what did he say? Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. He did not pull him down. He, he honored every other person. The, what, that's why... He washed His disciples' feet. He lowered Himself. He washed the feet of His disciples, considering them better. He took their sins. He became sin. He who knew no sin became sin. Why? Now He became sin, you became righteousness of God. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Let's continue. Look at that. Verse 5 says let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation took upon him the form of a servant as and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross wherefore god has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow every of things in heaven and in earth things under the earth and every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god and of the father look at that this is the mind of christ will you consider everyone better than yourself you low down it's okay i'll come down you're better don't with, don't have strife. Avoid strife. Stay away from it. You don't have to argue with another person based on doctrinal difference. Consider them better. They may not believe the same thing as you, but if that person is born again, he is as important to God as you. He is as important to God as you. Jesus paid the same price. Never look, look them down. Never put them down the same price has been paid. We respect authority, we honour authority, we honour their words, but we also consider each other. We humble ourselves. We consider each other better than ourselves. Look at that. Oh, I love this. I mean, you can. Con- I would encourage you to read these scriptures. As you take these, read this, read the whole portion. I mean, we don't have time to go through them. Let's look at some more. Oh, Lord have mercy on me. First Peter chapter 3. Verse 8. If you read from verse 1 onwards, it's talking about how husbands and wives work with each other. Read that, please. But let's look from verse 8 onwards right now. It says... Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrariwise blessing, knowing that you are thereunto unto call that you should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good, day, good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and, and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. Look at that. One mind having compassion one of another. Love. First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3. Oh, verse 8. One mind. What does the one mind do? Have compassion one to another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Courteous. Not rendering evil for evil. Railing for railing. Railing means... Da, 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 da. The other person... Da, 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 da. See, that's railing for railing. You see that? We are all guilty of that. We are all guilty of that. I mean, if anyone says they are not guilty, I mean... <laughs> you better repent right now. It says... But contrary wise, when they go blah, 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 what do you do? You bless them. <laughs> you bless them. It says, blessing, knowing that you are there unto call, that you should inherit a blessing. <laughs> so instead of railing, arguing, what do you do? You bless them. Why? Knowing. How do you bless them? Knowing that, by doing this, you are inheriting a blessing. See, when Jesus came down, he took the form of Man. What did he know? He knew that he is going to be raised up. He is going to be seated on the right hand side of God the Father. And he knew that all of us will be raised up with him. See, he inherited a blessing. Why? By coming down. He came down. He humbled himself. Took the form of man. Why? So today, he inherited us. He inherited us. We are God's inheritance. That's why Ephesians chapter, chapter 1, you see, the inheritance of the saints, it is written. We are the inheritance. We became co-heirs with Christ. How? Because of what He did. Because He humbled Himself instead of just simply cutting us off and saying, I'm going to start all over again. No. He came down. So today we are lifted up. We are the blessings. Who? This is good. Ah, let's look at some more. Are we up? Is our time almost? 1 Peter chapter 4, the next chapter, verse 1. It says, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Saying, now, this is the mind of Christ. You submit yourself to what the Spirit wants. Don't yield to the lust of the flesh. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Whatever we need is given to us. Using that and the mind of Christ we can abstain from the lust of the flesh. And it says, For the time past, our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wines. And you continue. It says, verse 7, But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent love among yourselves. For love shall cover the multitudes of sin. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. See, that's the mind of Christ. He's describing. Immediately after that, he was talking about how you used to live before. Before you got the mind of Christ. But now what happens? But now, it says, Now above all things, have fervent love among yourselves. That's the mind of Christ. For love covers a multitude of sin. You don't go around announcing another person's mistakes. You don't display somebody else's dirty underwear. You don't put it on public. You don't post it on Facebook. You don't post what somebody else did. What they did, you just cover up. Alright Lord, mercy upon them. He did this to me. Forgive, help me, give me, the right, give me the grace to forgive them and bless them. That's the mind of Christ. That's the mind of Christ. See, one thing you need to know that God does not openly display our faults. He does not. Many people, I've heard many people, when they they know a person who operates in the prophetic comes they're scared. They say, Oh, what if he he publicly tells everything that i have done wrong? He's scared. One thing you need to know is, God is not in the business of openly displaying your dirt. No, He wouldn't do that. Prophecy, biblical prophecy is for encouragement and exhortation. Not for displaying somebody's faults and mistakes and put them down. No. According to scripture, prophecy is for encouragement, exhortation. That's the mind of Christ. You will not put somebody down. You don't display their faults. What do you do? The mind of Christ, by the love of God that is in your heart, that is already inside you, you cover a multitude of sins you cover it up Said Lord it's alright it's alright when you work as a team what do you do if you can take the blame just take it you be the shield you just take it alright Lord I'll take it I'll be the guilty one I'll take it that's love that's the mind of Christ that's what Jesus did he was righteous no sin no guile what did he do Took everything that was ours, ours upon himself. He took all our sin. He paid this. Uh, he took the punishment. He paid the price. He didn't have to. But because he thought in a certain way, because he loved in a certain way, he took it all. That's the mind of Christ. Our time is seriously up. But I believe you understood this. Let's look at one more scripture, or let's just stop. We'll continue on this if the Lord leaves me next week. But. I believe you understood certain things God has given us the mind of Christ as born-again believers each one of us has the mind of Christ that's the standard we keep and we display the same standard to each other and to the world praise God you're blessed I believe you received this let's just pray father I praise you I worship